Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Hi. Huh? <laughs> We're supposed to say hi. Happy, Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, yes. Sorry, not very good actors here. Barut Hashem Adonai. Blessed be the name of the Lord. May this new year quicken our hearts and our spirits and our minds and align us to the divine and glorious will and purposes of God. Pastor Kiki, what is one goal you have as you begin this new year, 2022? Well, my sabbatical was delayed for about two years, and so I am praying and hoping this year from June to December, uh, my family and I will have a chance to go for this sabbatical so that I can resharpen uh, my eggs and prepare for the next lap of the ministry ahead. What about you, Pastor Tony? I'll miss you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't let your wife know, yeah. <laughs> my goal for this new year... Uh, is to be awakened afresh to the love of God the Father, to reveal Emmanuel, God with us, and to draw closer to the peace of the Holy Spirit. Well, every new year we bring to you what we believe is God's burden, God's heartbeat for the local church. And for 2022, we believe it is preparing to meet King Jesus. There are many crucial lessons over this prolonged pandemic for the last two years. Uh, in particular, let me highlight just three for us. For example, what is foundational in our life? Because this season is a heightened time of testing and evaluating what truly matters in our life. It also asks the question, what is true community? I believe it's a heightened time where how the church of God can be in the family as well as in the small groups in covenant and not just a big gathering like this. And finally, he asks, what is missions? Why right? is a heightened time for us to be missional both locally and overseas without having to cross any borders, physical borders. Yeah. But one question is certainly on the minds of all of us every Christian, not just in Singapore, but globally. And the question is, is Jesus Christ coming back soon? And the answer must be definitely yes. We are living not just in the end times, we are also living in the last days of the end times. Many of the signs that Jesus mentioned in Matthew chapter 24, such as wars, earthquakes, pestilence, pandemic have all come to pass. Since 2003, a total of uh, 113 wars have happened in our world today. Each war causing about close to a thousand deaths per calendar year. In the past 10 years alone, earthquakes have tripled just in last year in 2021, 1,433 earthquakes 
with a magnitude of at least five on the Richter scale were recorded. That means about four big earthquakes per day. Now, you don't need to be a theologian or scholar to recognize that we are living in the last days. But the fact of the matter remains, many of us may not be moved by these numbers and statistics. Why? Well, because we live in such a safe and sheltered land, Singapore, that hardly witnesses any disasters. We live in a prosperous and self-sufficient land that hardly deals with any catastrophes. Now, we are generally very well provided for, and so much so that our most common complaints and woes are mainly, yeah, why the MRT break down again? Or, yeah, why my children can't excel in their study or do better than their neighbours? Or why do I have to do this national service? Such a waste of time. But you know, we know, we know as a people that we are facing some very serious, deep issues, both as a people and as a nation. We may all look very well on the outside, but not all is well on the inside. We rank the highest when it comes to sleep deprivation. Singapore is number one as the most tired country in the world. Look at your neighbour and you'll know. <laughs> we are seeing an alarming rate of children and young people suffering from mental health issues. An increased rate of elderly people in Singapore committing suicides. We are witnessing an increased rate of angry people and domestic violence in the home. And we don't realize we are all into a deep, dark hole. Like what Revelation chapter 3, verse 17 proclaims You say, I am rich, I have everything I want, I don't need a thing. But you don't realize that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So, brothers and sisters, how then shall we live in these last days? How then shall we be preparing to meet King Jesus? So this is the burden we want to bring to you this morning. And so let's pause and pray and ask God, illumine our minds, soften our hearts, and realign our spirits together. Let's pray. Oh Lord, our God, you reign from everlasting to everlasting. Your holy and mighty glory, your glory is eternal. You are God and it's you who made us. We are your people and the sheep of your pasture. Thank you for the gift of life and the grace of yet another new year. As you open our mouths to proclaim your word for the new year, may the Holy Spirit open the hearts of every hearer to receive your word, to believe your word, and to obey your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So my dear brothers and sisters, this is how we can prepare our hearts to meet King Jesus. There are two vital realignments. The first, live as God's change agent. During the senior pastor's listening retreat last year, we were led to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 to 19. I invite you to open up the scriptures with me. 
In Matthew 16, verse 18 and 19, reading from the ESV version, the scripture reads, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you buy on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You know, there's no question in these two verses as to who is the boss of the church and who are the employees. Jesus is the unshakable rock and foundation and builder of the church and nothing, nothing can prevail against it. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation that can prevail against Jesus and His church. But while Jesus is the cornerstone of the church, He loves to use each one of us to show His omnipotent strength and wisdom. Notice what grace the Lord Jesus Christ gives to us to partner with Him in this grand enterprise of the church. But Jesus says, I will give you the keys of this kingdom. What are these keys that Jesus is talking about? And how is this related to the binding and the losing at the end of verse 19? We believe the metaphor of the keys here refers to the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ about his birth, his incarnation, his life, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, and even his return. And the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ therefore becomes the ultimate key that will unlock the death and destiny of every sinner that will give him life and liberty in the name and the power of Jesus Christ. Peter is the first representative disciple who declares the true identity of Jesus as the Messiah of the world. Peter's authoritative preaching and presence opens up the door of the kingdom of God to all people, to the Jewish people in Acts chapter 2, and then to the Samaritans in Acts chapter 8, and finally to the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10. What is meant by the metaphor of the keys cannot be divorced from the metaphor of binding and losing in verse 19. And essentially, we believe the terms and conditions of God's forgiveness is bound up with the message and the power of the gospel, not of ourselves. We are not some supernatural, powerful people who goes around randomly to bind any unseen principalities and powers of darkness on earth. Because we believe the key receiver is simply the gospel carrier and agent to declare the message and the power of forgiveness. So that whoever believes in Jesus shall be freed from the chains of darkness. And this privilege is not just for Peter alone, but for all of us as Christ's disciples, as sin is Matthew 18, 18, as well as John chapter 20, verse 23. So church, as we prepare ourselves and the world to meet King Jesus, let's announce, let's proclaim, let's share the gospel because the gospel is the good news. And God has given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whenever we share and proclaim this very gospel, 
we have the privilege to see Jesus binding up the brokenhearted and losing every bondage and chains of darkness. What a privilege, what a calling to be God's change agent as we prepare to meet King Jesus. One of the great joy in the past year, 2021, was to see the church in action through our Alpha in the month of March and August. And to be able to witness some 80% conversion rate of the non-Christians who attended our Alpha, we have never seen such an openness to the gospel before. But the pandemic opens up a new door to the kingdom of God for the non-Christians to come to faith in Jesus. Last year, there was an unbeliever who approached one of our church members for counsel because his father came down with cancer, diagnosed with cancer. And this whole journey was very, very incredible because somehow this family bumped into a member of the Mandarin congregation, Mandarin congregation, and they had the opportunity to pray for the father. When he was hospitalized for treatment, it so happened one of the Hokkien, now not Mandarin, Hokkien leader was there visiting and then found out he was there and so prayed for him as well. Now that simple prayer brought so much peace to his heart that that night he slept like a baby. When he woke up in the morning, he felt something new as though fear has been removed from his life. And he told his wife, he says, should I pass from this disease? I want a Christian funeral. And that is to the shock of the entire family. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to us, the second son, the first son is the one who approached our church member for some counsel. But it is the second son who's been watching this happening and he's happened to stay very near in Bukit Panjang to the Bukit Panjang Centre. And so one Sunday morning, he showed up in church. I think that was 12th of December. He stood up as a newcomer. We didn't know who he was. By the end of the service, we caught up with him and we said, oh, that's how the story came about. But because of the, the, the safety measures, we quickly got to move out of the hall. But Pastor Kurt was sensitive enough just before he left to ask him, you know, is there anything that stops you from receiving Jesus Christ? And he says, no. In that case, then why don't we pray? And pray we did. He did. And he left the church as a newborn baby. You know, this story really inspires me because it shows me how different ones does different things so that God brings about salvation in the hearts of people. Just a prayer. Beginning with just a prayer. Don't ever underestimate the little things that you and I do for our friends. And then it really lends credence to what the scripture says, some sow, others waters, but it is God who produces, who causes the growth. So let's love, love our non-believers together and live as God's change agent. This is the very first way we prepare ourselves to meet King Jesus. We live our lives as God's change agent. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are God's change agent. Amen. You're not 007 agent, but you are God's change agent. But there's a second way we are to prepare ourselves to meet King Jesus, and that is we live as God's obedient servants. 
And there are three critical areas we need to pay attention as God's obedient servant. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to the Gospel of Luke as we look at Luke chapter 1, verse 13 to 17. Luke 1, verse 13, reading from the ESV Bible. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Now you know this story. After years of barrenness, God finally grants Zechariah and Elizabeth a son. Now, it was worth the wait, isn't it? Because the scripture tells us this guy, John, will be a very special servant of God, a very special place in God's kingdom. Notice in verse 16, the scripture uses the word turn twice. Turn the children of Israel to God and turn the hearts of the Father to the children. You see, John's mission was well summarized at the end of verse 16, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Now, this word prepared means making something fully furnished or thoroughly equipped. And immediately you realize what an awesome, heavyweight responsibility on the shoulders of John. Now, just as John the Baptist prepared people for the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, we apply this that you and I therefore right now are called to prepare people, the world, for the second coming of Jesus Christ. How do we prepare them? To fully furnish and thoroughly equip our people and generations to turn away from the temptations and lures of this world. To fully furnish and equip the family to build up and edify one another. To fully furnish and equip the church to do justice love mercy and to walk humbly with your god yes this is our watchman duty as we prepare ourselves to meet king jesus a group of navy men were returning from a long voyage in the seas and as the ship approached the harbor the men were all waiting and eagerly looking out for their wives for their children and soon the sheep dog and everyone ran to their loved one except this one man because his wife was nowhere to be found. And he was worried. And so this man quickly ran back to his house and he saw his house fully lighted up. He went into the house and he found his wife in the home. And the wife looked at him and quickly said to him, Honey, I've been waiting for you. But the husband replied, All my friend's wife were not waiting for them at home, but they were eagerly watching at the harbour for them to return. We can understand this man's disappointment with his wife, but brothers and sisters, the church is called not to wait passively in our homes, 
but to watch eagerly for the return and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Question, how can we be watching eagerly for the return of the Lord Jesus? The Bible tells us we are to turn our hearts back to God. At this start of this new year, perhaps the Lord is calling us to turn our hearts back to Him. Start the new year right with Him. Are we being furnished fully and equipped thoroughly for the return of the Lord? The second critical area to pay attention as God's obedient servant, not just to be watchful, but to be courageous. And the verse that God brought to us in that retreat was in Daniel 11 verse 32. The ESV Bible reads, But the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. The New King James Version translated this way, But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Now, the root meaning of the word know in Hebrew generally conveys a first-hand experience, not just knowledge, but first-hand experience and intimate knowing. And therefore, the people who know their God intimately, they will be able to stand firm and they will carry out great exploits. Well, to stand firm means a refusal to let up. And we cling with great immovable and tenacious resistance strength. Well, you know, we are living in such a time where the foundation of the faith, our families and our future of the church are being challenged. And God is calling us as a people to know Him, and therefore we can stand firm and carry out great exploits. The context in Daniel 11 was a prophetic utterance in 539 BC by the prophet Daniel on the power struggles of the nations that shall arise after the Persian Empire. We know this to be the Greek Empire led by Alexander the Great. His two powerful successors fought constantly with each other over their respective territories, which included the land of the Palestine. Finally, it was the Roman Empire who conquered the Greek Empire eventually in 31 BC. Now, why do we share all this historical uh, context? Because geographically, Judah was caught in all this aggressive struggle among the great and mighty titans. And one of the most famous revolts by the Jew was the Mechamin Revolt in 167 BC. Some Jews described in Daniel 11 verse 32, violated the covenant with God, betrayed their own people and country, and supported the enemy. But there was a small group of people. They were God's courageous and faithful and obedient servant who chose to stand firm and who took action and gave their lives to defend the temple. And they were successful in reconsecrating the temple of Jerusalem. And it's an act that's still been commemorated today in the Jewish Hanukkah festival. This is a picture of a courageous people who were prepared, prepared to stand firm and to take action. You know, we praise God for a team of very courageous and passionate covenanters 
who organized and planned the second Migrant Christmas Outreach Program on Christmas Day this uh, last year. Well, there were more than 100 volunteers who helped out, and the attendance doubled from the previous year in 2020. And you must realize that for many of them, they are attending this for the first time. And many for the first time entered into a church building. And if you were here that Christmas, the atmosphere was electrifying. Why? Because they were dancing and they were, they were so-called trying to sing to the, the, the music of the Christmas carol. And they were playing games like little boys. And they did so creatively as we interact with them. I had a joy of facilitating a group this time around and have since then formed a WhatsApp group chat. And we've been talking to one another. How are you? You know, at first they call me sir. So I say, please don't call me sir. I'm your brother. And so right now we call each other brother. You know, <laughs> and so Christmas, Happy New Year. I ask you to ask them, hey, are you working on the New Year's Day? They say, yeah, 4.30. Okay, okay, we're praying for you. And, all that. and I'm very sure many other facilitators are doing likewise. Now, you must understand this experience is cross-cultural. Entering to their world. Wow, it's, 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 there are many things that we don't understand. But it just create a tremendous sense, sometimes fear, sometimes trepidation. But no, we will stand up in courage, stand firm, take action, because God will help us reach this for Christ. Well, the prolonged pandemic has disrupted the convention, the traditions, and the ministries of the local church in so many ways. Yet we know there are many ample opportunities for great faith exploits in the kingdom of God. People all around us are looking for hope and for answer in life. And we as God's people have every reason to be courageous, to stand firm and to take action because of the gospel of Jesus Christ in our lives. May we heed God's call in the start of this new year to take our stand, to take our station in God's kingdom. Finally, the third area for us to pay attention to live as God's obedient servant is to be sanctified. Tell me finally to the last passage of Scripture today to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. There is no clearer expression of God's will than in these few verses. For this is the will of God. Your sanctification, my sanctification, abstain from sexual immorality. We will not elaborate much here because we will be studying First and Second Thessalonians for this entire year. And when we reach there, we will go a little bit uh, deeper into it. But suffice to say, the use of the Greek word porneia includes the sexual sin of premarital sex, extramarital sex, and any sexual immorality. Now, it's worth noting that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, 
the Apostle Paul called them saints of God. You are saints of God. And here in chapter 4, Paul is simply urging them, because you are saints of God, live like saints of God. Don't live like those around us. Live as saints at the coming of the Lord. And today this battle, as saints of God against sexual immorality, rages even more intensely than the times of the Apostle Paul. We are in desperate need of sanctification. The battle with the devil in spiritual warfare has clearly not ended. In fact, the Bible tells us it will intensify in the last days of the end times. And as long as we, the church of Jesus Christ, is on the mission of rescuing as many in hell to send them to heaven, as long as we, the church of Jesus Christ, is on the mission of returning the church to its intentional disciple-making roots, as long as we are praying for the transforming power of God to transform and change lives, the devil will find every opportunity to deceive us, to derail us, to discourage us, and to ultimately destroy us. He will cast doubts in our minds that we can't overcome such sins in our life. He will tempt us to find pleasure in the things of this world than in the things of God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, saints of God, how are you fighting against this sin of sexual immorality? G.K. Chesterton says this, the one spiritual disease is thinking that one is quite well. And we can be found blinded to our own sin. The pastor and author Gordon MacDonald, who some of us have read his books, was caught in adultery in the 90s. And he wrote the book, Rebuilding Your Broken World. And this is what he has to say. Listen to this closely. He says, talk to broken world persons who have honestly faced up to the realities of the situation and they will admit that they were unprepared when it happened, disarmed as it did happen, and terribly disillusioned about themselves after it happened. And quite likely they will say, when I talk about what happened, I almost feel as if I'm speaking about another person. I want to believe that it couldn't be me. I want to believe it couldn't be me. Brothers and sisters, how deceptive is the devil and his schemes? And how easy it is for us to take sexual sin lightly. May we be sanctified by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and be delivered by the claws and the power of sexual sins. Let's commit afresh in this new year to a life of purity and holiness. Whether we are married or dating or single, I know it's not easy, but we, we, can we move together as a covenant people before God, He will empower us and He will enable us so that we can be sanctified by God in our personal holiness and faithfulness. In summary, for point two, let's realign our lives back to God to live as His obedient servant. How? By being watchful, be courageous, and be sanctified. 
Brothers and sisters in Christ, saints of God, this is how we are to prepare ourselves to meet King Jesus as we entered a brand new year in 2022. First is to live as God's change agent. And the second is to live as God's obedient servant. You know, when a senior pastor's office team returned home after a week of silent and listening retreat, and when I came home, I turned on the news because I haven't been watching and hearing news for one week and I just want to catch up. And at the end of the news, somehow they decided there was something worthy to announce uh, in a sports segment that day. And it was about someone coming home. It's about someone coming back. And it was Cristiano Ronaldo coming back one of the most famous footballers in the world. He was coming back to his old club, Manchester United, after 12 years. And there was such a hype and excitement, not just here in Singapore, but almost everywhere in the world. Every news has this uh, segment on him that Ronaldo is coming home, coming back. You know, the church is called to prepare the world, prepare ourselves and prepare the world for Christ's second coming. God gave us all the same. 1,440 minutes, 168 hours a week. And as we know, on the average of Singaporeans, we're probably about 85 or 86 years old. But still, the Word of God reminds us we have one short life. And what will we do with it? Because the task is urgent. The hour is now. And you and I may not have tomorrow. And this is not a time for indecision. Not a time to vacillate between two opinions. It is time for us to prepare our hearts and the world to meet King Jesus. On 15 December 2021, readers pick one particular Chinese word as the word of the year. Want to guess what word it is? The word is pang, not pang. Pang wang, the pang. In English, hope. Now you understand my Chinese. <laughs> it is the idea of, the author says how we began the year 2021 last year with the hope of receiving vaccination, right? And then we're all protected from the disease. There was hope for safety measures to be relaxed. There was a hope that we would travel overseas. There was the hope that the economy will improve and then life will go back to normal, but that's what the world was just hoping in. Brothers and sisters, our hope is not in a man like Ronaldo coming back to save Manchester United after 12 years. And the Lord nudged my heart and said, Son, if the world is so excited about one man coming back, you have a mission. The church is given a mission and is to declare there is a King Jesus coming back to this earth. Be ready. For his return. Our hope is therefore not in the new year ahead of us. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ who make all things new in this new year. Jesus Christ himself came to this earth as God's change agent. He came as God's obedient servant from his birth at Christmas to his life and ministry on earth, his crucifixion and even his death and his resurrection so that you and I might prepare ourselves to meet King Jesus one day. 
Let's pray together. The new year 2022 brings a fresh and great opportunity for us as a people of God to renew our faith and our love for Jesus today. It's a wonderful time to revitalize the joy of our salvation in Christ as a new creation in Him. Whatever the year 2021 might be for you, it's past, it's over, it's come to an end. But today has we step into the first Sunday of the new year in 2022. We have so much to look ahead with hope in Jesus. To be able to live as God's change agent. To see men and women whose lives are turned around by the power of the living God. To live as God's obedient servant wherever He calls and assigns to us. Starting from tomorrow as we go back to work, as we begin a new academic year in school. I want to speak to some of us on site and online who have yet to believe in this Jesus whom we are called to be ready and prepared to meet. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. But here comes the great news of the gospel. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Would you begin the new year by inviting Jesus Christ as your Saviour and Lord? By praying this simple prayer in your heart, believing, Lord Jesus, I receive today your forgiveness for my sin. Take your rightful place in my life as Saviour and Lord at the start of a new year. Come reign in my heart. Fill me with your love and your life. And help me to become a person who is truly your change agent and your obedient servant. In Jesus' name. If you had prayed that prayer silently in your heart, here on site, and even those watching online, we want to invite you to scan the QR code at the end of the service so that one of us can get in touch with you and journey with you in your newfound spiritual relationship with Jesus. But for the rest of us who are majority Christian on site here and those watching online, as we prepare ourselves to meet King Jesus in this new year, would you make a new and fresh commitment to God and say, God, help me live as God's change agent and as God's obedient servant in this new year. And if that's your heart's desire, as our eyes are closed, our head bowed, no one looking around, just between you and God. If that's your desire and your new commitment to God, I'm going to invite you to just raise up your hand where you are. To say, God, in this new year, help me start afresh with you. I want to be your change agent in my school, in my workplace, in my neighborhood, in my family. So that more and more people will will come to know Jesus. They will be rescued out of hell into heaven. Then you raise up your hand wherever you are and say, Lord, here is my commitment to you. Yes, Lord. And secondly, if you want to respond to God and say, God, here is my fresh commitment to be your obedient servant, to be watchful, to be courageous, 
and even to be sanctified by you so that I'm ready to meet you. Then you lift up your hands on site or online, wherever you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And now I'm going to invite all of us to just stand as we pray in song this fresh commitment that we'll make to the Lord right now. At the start of this new year, Lord, help us live as your change agent, as your obedient servant in this fresh new year.
thank you for joining us uh, on our very first service for those of you online and on site uh, and uh, for those of you who've prayed that prayer or you need uh, someone to um, minister to you there's a QR code that's uh, shown right now on the screen could you kindly scan that for those of you online and someone will get in touch with you for those of you on site after dismissal and you'd like a pastor or a prayer minister to pray with you just stay back and I will I'll do that meanwhile I'd like to uh, show us these two reflection questions on the screen uh, and for us to take some time to meditate upon this uh, the word of God released to us on the very first worship service for 2022 how can I be God's change agent in where I am and what I am doing and secondly in what areas whether it's being watchful courageous or being sanctified can I grow to be God's obedient servant let's take a few moments just to uh, ponder upon these before we uh, dismiss Allow me to close this time with a benediction for all of us. Come, let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for being here with us. We pray right now you send us forth by the Spirit of the living God to be your change agents and to be your obedient servant. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, not just today, but for all the days of 2022. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful first week. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811 or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.